0: But this is Duca on the move for Montreal. Dilly Duca, let's see what he does. Left foot shot, that's in! Dilly Duca beat his man, and the Rutgers product makes it 1-0 Montreal. This is Off the Woodworks with Kevin Laramie, the longest running podcast entirely dedicated to the Montreal Impact. Wide open now, Malice, plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. An opportunity! It's Parker for the field! The rookie! Bad one with the big ol'! Pesotto. Maduro. Se sube la motocicleta, mete centro, quien la tiene, Nacho, 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 Nacho! ¡Gol! Del Montreal Impa! Good day, good night and welcome to a brand new edition of Afterward Works. A post-game, pre-game edition of off works We will review the victory of the Montreal Impact in the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League semifinal, 2-0 at the Big O. And we will preview the game this weekend, the New England Revolution versus the Montreal Impact. So let's start with the 2-0. Wow, what a night at the Big O. 33,300 and somewhat fans in the stadium to witness one of the most historical wins in the club history. It, Even though it, it was a little bit anticlimactic because Montreal scored at the beginning of the game, so at the end of the game, it wasn't like surprising. Montreal was able to hold on and never really was worried that much in that game. A couple of shots, well, technically only one save by Evan Bush, but it was a little bit more dangerous than it looked like this for a couple of moments in the game, but the defense, wow. The whole team, I there's not a lot of things bad to say about how they play. Slowly, Montreal is looking like a team. The way they are improving between team, game to game as a team. The way they are using to correct their weakness. That quickly into a season. He has only one game in the league, but it's been three in the CONCACAF now. So let's start with the starting lineup. We were wondering with Justin injury and all that, how the starting lineup would do. A lot of us have predicted that Dominic Aduro would start on the right side of things. And that's what happened. Donnie, have so let's start the defense. Donnie Toya, Simo Sumare, that was expected. Victor Cabrera, remember that name, Victor Cabrera, started at the right-back position in place of Asun Camara. Obviously, Evan Bush and that. Then you had Don Adele and Rio Coker, which is the preferred pair by Frank Lopa so far in 2015. And you had Piatti, obviously, Adro as we said, and you had Dilla Duca. Uh, Adil Duca picked up a knock in the first half. Did not come out for the second half. It was Tissot that came in in the second half for Adil Duca. But in the first half, at the beginning of the game, Montreal's wow—he's actually taking the ball, getting possession of the ball, able to attack with Arduro's speed. Now moving him on. The right side, and as a midfielder, he's got more space in front of him, theoretically, because he's in a different position on the pitch. But practically, what it does it give him more speed, more space to achieve his top speed, and he's one of the fastest guys in North America. Like we said on the like we said on the show many times before. So watching him get open, be able to get that split second in front of his Defender, able to cross the ball in. And then comes Cameron Porter with a Mario Lemieux type of dummy pass. Remember Lemieux, the pass that he let go for Caria in 2002? Well, that that was hockey, by the way. Well, that move by Cameron Porter... That little dummy that let it go to Piatti and then a classic hook from the right, shot from the left. A shot that you cannot even try to stop. The goalkeeper Pemberton tried, but there was nothing he could have done. A harder shot you could do. Top corner, I think it grazed the post going in. Nothing you could have done to stop that shot. Montreal takes the lead nine minutes in. I'm not even kidding. I'm pinching myself right now. But Montreal takes the lead nine minutes in. Montreal is still dominating. Pianti gets the ball after a nice Carmen Porter play. I tell you, that kid has got a little something. I was a little bit holding off on the expectations because of his first year, the amount of play that he did in the first two games. was minimal, even though his impact was maximal. Right now... In this game, he was one of the most consistent player on that pitch for the whole 90 minutes. And for a guy that is actually having his first start as a pro in the semifinals of the tournament of your region, of the Champions League tournament of your region, probably one of the best, not the best, probably one of the highest stage of soccer in North America was the game on Wednesday night. That's where you make your first start. As a striker. And you pull it off. You have a great game. You create chances. You make the keeper work. You had great runs by your teammates to support you. It was a great play by Cameron Porter all around. And that kid's a little awkward when you watch him play. But I think that catches his opponent by surprise. It's a very, very small window of his... Playing style, we saw we saw exactly a hundred and about ten minutes of play of Cameron Porter. So it's hard to really explain, like say, "Wow, he's going to be the best ever." No, 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 it's different. We have very small amount of data to be able to have an opinion on that player. But what I'm seeing so far, and what makes the the beginning of an opinion on that player is he's a little awkward on the field, but that makes a second for hesitation for the opponent. And in that moment, in that second, he sees it. And in his own words, like he said after the game against Pachuca, that he scored the series clinching goal, says, I saw my opportunity. If you want to make a career out of it, you have to take those opportunities. And he took it. Well, he had an opportunity on Wednesday night. And he took it. He seized it. And he's still running with it. So Cameron Porter, that's off to you. Now Nacho Piatti, obviously. Nacho Piatti finally found his legs. He finally found the strength in his legs. So... The fact that he was on the sidelines for the past couple of weeks, past couple of days, around 10 days, he didn't practice a lot between the games. And even after the DC game, he rested a lot because he wanted to get some strength back into his leg and finally be able to do his cut moves that he's known for, which we didn't really see them in the Pachuki games and the DC game, if you think about it. He was hesitant to move his body that way. He wasn't confident with the way he could pull off those great moves that he's known for. Which was the case on Wednesday night. He did many cutbacks, was dangerous, took two, three defenders at a time without hesitation and without a problem at all. Nacho Piatti is something. Nacho, 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 nacho. I think we're in for a good run with players like Nacho. And if there's a chemistry that builds between him and Cameron Porter, Porter Mania, who's still running wild on you, well, who knows? Maybe Cameron Porter's the solution up top, and Al needs to be there, and Jack Mack needs to be where he is right now. Jack Mack. You know, let's not even talk about Jack Mack. It's not even worth it right now because he's didn't play. Marco Donadel, for the 62 minutes that he played, he was solid, having a second, third, and fourth effort almost on every single duel he had against the players of Alouense. In the midfield tonight, a lot of the midfielders really won their duel and were able to dictate the pace and control of that game. One of the numbers that are showing this right now is the possession of Montreal was 49.3% compared to 507 for al yeah, if you know Matt, that's what it would be. But 50-50, basically. Which, if you remember, against Pachuca, was 25th, 20, 27% after the first match. So, you, you see an improvement. Granted, the opposition didn't play as well as we would have out, as we expected, or as Pachuca might have. It's a different type of player, different type of soccer they played. But Montreal was able to take control of that game. And as a team that's known to build plays and not necessarily be that direct, usually they built from the back would say. They try to defenders moving forward from the back line, trying to build up the play, the link up between the midfielders and the uh, and the strike. Well, with the midfield and Cameron Porter, who was basically A striker whenever he wanted, but when he didn't have the ball or wasn't on a run to get the ball, he was playing as a midfielder, if not a defender, attacking the ball carrier or marking a man. That guy had the work rate of a legend for 90 minutes straight. And if he does that every single game, he's going to have a successful career. But he has to be remembered, and I think that's what's going to tell him forever. That's what you need to do. That's what you that's what got you here. That's what got you to the dance. But once you're at the dance, you can't stop doing it. Cause that's what got you there. And he's young. He's in great shape. Honestly, he's in great shape. Could have gone probably another 90 minutes. But that game was I'm really surprised by his Cameron Porter's play. I just can't say it enough. Back to Donadel, was able to put pressure on the ball carriers and stop the link-up and the build-up of Ala Valencia, which gave Montreal more ball possession and more time to control the type and the speed of play. And it was great to watch. Aduro, I'm not going to lie, was surprised me on the right side of the midfield, on the attacking side, because we all know He's fast. We all wish he could finish more. I have to agree. If that guy could finish, he, he puts himself in position just because of his speed. He gets open to cross on that side because of his speed. And what if he does that, and before, instead of going outside, the defender cuts back in, like he did a couple of times, but he's able to finish, we're talking about a 5 6 nothing game going back to, well, going to Costa Rica. So, Audero is great to watch, and great to see, and he brings a lot to Montreal, especially on that right side. And the way the midfield was made today, there's nothing to say against it. Hats off to Frank Lopez and Maro Biello and Enzo Conchina. If you say, if I was, I had an eye on the sidelines all night long. Yes, Maro Biello was the head coach. Enzo Cancina was about a foot side of him doing the exact same thing, looking and directing. And I think the influence of Enzo Cancina on that team, on players like Marco Donadel, and he's able to be the language gap barrier between all the other players to it. That relationship and that chemistry between Bielo, Cancina, Klopas, and the big stars and players of the midfield could be really interesting. And I think that's the building block of this team. Even though a lot of those players are new, well, when you come new in in a locker room or in a team that had a difficult season, well, you come in with a clean slate. And when you take that leadership position that's not vacant, but that's there to be taken, well, that clean slate goes, it spreads to the rest of the team. And it's like that team forgot its past of last year and it's, very fine and dandy for all of us if everybody could forget about last year except for the fact that we're in that tournament and we made it this far and we're 90 minutes away if the status quo if it stays the same we're 90 minutes away from the CONCACAF Champions League final which we would have home field advantage if America makes it out if it's Erediano I'm not sure but I think we would still have it. So I think we would have home field advantage in an hypothetical final of the CONCACAF Champions League. So it means we would play the second game either Stade Olympic or Stade Zaputo. So that, that's a great news. Quickly, Tuesday night if you missed it. Uh, the other semifinal of the CONCACAF Champions League is Club America, which plays in Mexico City. Versus City Herediano, which is a Costa Rican team too. We will remember you? There was two out of four team left in the semifinals that were Costa Rican. The one is La Valencia. So Erediano, three. Club America nothing. Yeah, you heard right. After about 20 minutes, Club America got a red card, and eventually they couldn't they couldn't hold on, and Erediano put three past them. Now they're going. To Estadio America. To hopefully hold on to the lead or America comes come back very similar scenario than the impact except they got one more goal but the impact are going to travel and go to the Stadio Moraro Soto and try to hold on try to get a goal if they score one goal over there well Alabama needs to score four so that's our goal and that's our aim April 7th is the game take a small break when we come back we will preview the new england versus montreal impact game march 21st he draws so many defenders which opens up the field for all of us um i mean when i'm up there when i'm taking on guys my goal is like let me try and feed him the ball cuz if he's one on one even two on one he has a good opportunity to get to goal so i do the best i can to do that Del Impa que los paren porque salieron con todo. El tira de esquina llegó un rebote, luego otro. Y le quedó ahí para empujar al fondo. Al 13 es el argentino, Víctor. 2 0 The Montreal Impact won again. We remind you, 90 minutes to go. We're going down to Alahuela trying to get a result. Who knows? Their next game for the Montreal Impact is March 21st versus the New England Revolution, which they are winless in 2015, they are goalless in 2015. The Major League Soccer Cup finalists last year, the loss to the LA Galaxy in the final and the last match of Landon Donovan's career. Well, New England Revolution have a very bad debut of season this year. They got destroyed 3 nothing in Seattle's home opener. And again in the big stadium, in Yankee Stadium after that, they lost 2 nothing. was the Clint Dempsey show, and then it became... The David Villa show. Jeremy Jones, Lee Wen, and Juan Agudello have shown some some flair in the game against New York. But then Villa took over. Didn't show nothing against Seattle. So I, I'm worried for the game against the Impact because they're gonna be starving. They're gonna be like a starved lion. They're gonna come out and just trying to impress their fan at their home opener. So, what do I expect to happen? Well, a very different squad that played tonight this is going to play the game for sure. If you were surprised by the fact that Camara didn't start, well, it's probably going to be because he's going to start. So, expect Tissot and Camara and a, a different type of starting eleven for the game for Montreal. I Expect Jack McEnerning to start. I think Jack Mac. Eh, People are saying, oh, Kevin Porter's on top of him right now. Jack Mack is the MLS striker. I think he's gonna be slotted in that spot for now. And Kevin Porter got the start tonight because it's a Wednesday game. Granted, he fared greatly, as we said, in the segment prior to this one. Said so in the review Porter did a great job in this game. But the fact that he got the start is probably because Mack is going to start the next game, and they wanted to make sure that he was 100% fit and on form and on point and wasn't had no excuse and had no fatigue whatsoever in him for that game. I think that's the case. So that's going to be interesting. If he, Jack Mack, can score, he needs to. Pressure's on him. But again, German Jones, Lee Wen, and Juan Agudelo. Are the players that are to look for, the players that are to be wary of in the next game of the impact? What else am I expecting for the impact? Not a lot. I'm not expecting a whole lot of changes. Again, I'm expecting Sumari, Simon, and Adifa in the middle. I'm not expecting a lot of movement lately. I'm not expecting the five or a lot of players to get a lot of time because. USL is about to start too, and I'm expecting some of them to get time there. So that explains some of the reason for the, the, the line of decision that he makes. And granted, he Cabrero was really a great decision to get. He scored a goal. Hey, can't ask for more. So against New England, again, my prediction for the starting 11 goes like this. Bush, yeah. Toya, Sumarissima, Camara, Rio Coker, Bernier, then, yeah, that's not going to happen, you know, it but it might, might be Donadel and Rio, though, yeah, I'll go with Donadel and Rio, Patrice, you'll be the sub for Piatti later on. So Duna del Rio, Coker. Does Duca start or does Duca get a knock and put Tiso? So I'm gonna put in pencil Tiso in there. Piotti, Adiro, and Jagmac. That'll be my starting eleven. So if you have a fantasy, if you're playing, I don't know if you, I would pick any Montreal players. not in the defense. I'm not. I'm worried of that game. I have a lot of worry. So I'm wary of that game, and I have a lot of worry about that game, because again, their their goal is they're bottom of the table, not the impact. Yes, but after one game, New England actually played two and a half, five goals against, and none for. So yeah, New England wants definitely to score a couple of goals. So Montreal is going to need to be really up for that game, and I expect a different type of. I don't expect the same type of pressure that Montreal did put on a tonight. They're not going to do the same thing in New England. Different type of game. It's not a knockoff tournament. It's not the first leg at home where you have to actually score to get a chance at the second leg. No. It's a league game. On the road. In the cold. In Foxborough. In Boston. So, yeah. So, my prediction, you got to say. Well, I did predict 2 nothing Montreal win on the Two Soccer podcast earlier this week so I'm one for one this week we'll try to keep it that way with a I think Montreal is going to score a goal I think Montreal is going to start the game by scoring a goal but then New England's going to find out. I think it's going to finish 2-1 New England that is my prediction for the Montreal Impact versus New England March 21st at Foxborough. Gillette Stadium. Hey, if you make it there, why not? And uh, if you make it there, we might ship you to Boston. And until then, have a great soccer.